Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is Robert Lawrence. Robert has three PBA titles, including one major, the U.S. Open. Robert, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Glad, thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Well, you just competed at the U.S. Open, and after that, you had posted on Facebook, you, you kind of paraphrasing here, but you had said that this was your last uh, national tour event that you were bowling. You said it was it was super challenging, and um, and the young guns can make these patterns look easy from time to time. So um, so talk about your, your decision and then your Facebook post, and then really uh, about the whole week for you in Wichita and the U.S. Open patterns. Okay, well, uh, going into the tournament, I've, I've been having some physical issues, uh, you know, uh, for for a little bit of time now and I've been battling with injuries over the years and it's you know at my age I'm 56 now and it's just starting to catch up to me a little bit and just uh you know I almost didn't bowl I I went through last year due to work problems you know and so this year I'm like I'm not going to withdraw it's only eight hours from home I'm not going to withdraw I'm just going to battle through it and see what happens and and then we got out there and you know bowling on the three different patterns that you know there's some things about the event and the the rules that that are good and there's some things that that I don't agree with and you know obviously there's been a lot of social media stuff this week uh you know starting with you know some of the comments Pete Weber made and then some of the comments people firing back and then people piling on USBC you know and I kind of wanted to avoid any of that cuz it is what it is there's still guys up there bowling great so you know I don't want it to sound like sour grapes or anything like that it's just me getting old and not being as competitive as I used to be with the power that it takes, you know, to bowl on those conditions now. Um, and, you know, part of the problem is, is a lot of conditions they put out there end up blowing up and forcing guys to the left gutter, the right-handers, you know, they get over to the left gutter they start launching the ball. And it happened this week, the first two days. Uh, and I, I just was, I was terrible on that. I couldn't do it. There was other guys that were terrible on it. But there was guys that scored, you know, and they're young guys. And it's a young guy's game, you know, for the most part. Uh, you know, as I told a few other guys there, you know, we had our day. You know, there might have been old guys complaining when I was bowling good. <laughs> 
And I don't want to be that guy complaining about it. I just, you know, it's time for me to stop thinking that I'm going to have a chance in an event like that or, you know, any of the national stops with the young guys. Um, I will still bowl, you know, senior stuff. Uh, I'm not done with that, but that's the the last time I'm going to try the young gun stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, but all in all, the week, you know, it's a great event. Uh, there's some weird rules, and there's some good rules about it, and there's guys – you know, on the lanes, there's a lot of guys upset with some stuff, and some guys, obviously, the ones that bowl good are never upset. So <laughs> I think I remember in my 37 years of being a PBA member, I think that's always been the case. <laughs> uh, you know, I know uh, Lenny Nicholson, the ex-lane man from back in the day of the PBA, used to say that, you know, every week it's pretty tough because every week there's only one guy happy, <laughs> the guy <laughs> well, that wins. <laughs> well, and that's the, so, the the tricky part is is as competitors, you know, a lot of times I'm guessing the PBA players, especially you guys are trained to understand what the rules of the PBA are and the certain procedures that are had. I mean, I went through and read them from some of the interviews I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, and it was like a 12-page PDF that you had to read to understand what, you know, how the procedures were. I mean, but you don't, wouldn't, you wouldn't say that the way it was set up now where you got one ball in each lane, that certainly didn't give you a competitive disadvantage or give any of the players a competitive disadvantage when they went out there to their starting pair. You still probably, did you feel like you had enough time to get adequately warmed up and, and have a reasonable uh, a thought of how you're going to attack your starting pair? Yeah, I mean, the tough part is, you know, there was enough time to warm up, yes. The 20 minutes over on the practice range, uh, you know, I got at least 15 shots in. That's plenty, you know, to get loose. At my age, it's 15 shots of just trying to get loose. (laughs) But some of the guys were over there trying to figure the lanes out. The tough part is when you go to your starting pair, one on each lane is not enough because every pair – and this is the case with most centers, and it was definitely the case at North Rock there where it's being held, is every pair was different. Every pair, the topography of the lanes really came into play on these challenging, and you, you'll have one lane that the ball will pick up and flip, and another lane the ball may pick up and then fade a little bit. You know, And with one on each lane, it's just tough. But everybody had one on each lane. So... With that being said, I mean it was no one had an advantage or disadvantage over another competitor. So, I mean those kind of rules, it's still fair for everyone. So, whether it's a good rule or not, it's still the same for everyone. So, yeah. And what are your what is there? How can you compare this to the average person listening to this who maybe bowls there uh, one or two nights a week on their typical house pattern? Just how difficult and how tight was it out there for <laughs> you guys? <laughs> It's, I mean, as bad as, here, I'll, let me put this in perspective, as bad as I've been bowling for a few months and as bad as I bowled at that tournament, I came home last night in time to bowl league. My back hurt. My neck's been bothering me for about a week, and I shot 690 last night. <laughs> and it's just, it, there's no comparison. You On that U.S. Open pattern, for most of us and most guys, you had one, maybe two boards you had to hit. You had to hit it with the right speed and you had to get out of the ball cleanly the same way. So any mistake on speed or release, the ball was magnified by five to eight boards down the lane. So a ball that hit the pocket one shot, you miss by a little bit of speed. Your ball looks like it's an arrow different down the lane. And, and, and it's critical in league. You can miss by a couple of boards and you can miss your speed, you can miss your release, and you're still going to hit the pocket. 
But down there, on a shot that I thought I threw good after a strike, then you got a five-count washout. Then you see a guy to my to the side miss by a couple of boards, and his speed was a little bit up. He got three off the right. That does that doesn't happen anywhere on normal league on normal conditions, house conditions. So, it's I think what it is 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 every foot that the ball gets down the lane, it's more magnified as it goes down the lane. You miss by an inch here, it's a foot at the end of the lane. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe that. <laughs> yeah. Now. Um... I guess when when you see and, and one of the big big stories at least of the early part of the week here is was um, Jacob Butcherov shooting going three hundred and forty over in his um, in his cashers round block yesterday I believe it was can uh-huh. can you even think of how someone could do that on on that pattern I, I was watching a lot of it and it looked like they were able to play outside on both sides of the lane which is his a game but still yeah. to do that what you're it, it just I mean it seems like that's that's darn near th- throwing every shot the way it needs to be, like you just said. Well, you know, and without – here's the problem with the format. You, you bowl three days on three different patterns. Someone's going to like the patterns each day. Obviously, Chris Prather bowled fantastic the first two days. He bowled minus the third day. The problem is, is when they got to the third day, that pay, that pattern seemed to favor the left side a little better. So those lefties that hung in there the first couple of days made a run yesterday on on the third day third round then you get to the fourth round and this is a pattern that they've picked for the semifinals and all three rounds of match play so no matter how much you like the lanes the first two days or the third day once you get to the fourth day you got 24 games on that pattern it's going to favor someone obviously i'm watching this right now the updates jacob butterf's already made it he's already 200 pins in the lead chris prather had a 200 pin lead after three days and now he's already 200 behind Jacob. So what happens is the traffic on the lane, if you're allowed to play five first arrow and he's throwing urethane with not many guys on that side, if you do that on the right side, once enough balls go down the lane, that ball will not tip and, and get to the pocket. You can throw a urethane for maybe a game or two, maybe, but there's so much more. The surface is so much fresher on the right. The, there's so much more traffic. I mean, the uh, surface is so much more rough on the right, fresh on the left. So once the traffic gets on the right and oil gets down the lane, it's impossible to make a urethane ball tip down lane and into the pocket like he does on the left. And so, and so that's the biggest problem with the format that they're doing is once you got to the semifinals, that pattern is going to favor a select number of guys. And those are the guys that are going to make a run to the show. All right, Robert Lawrence joining me here on the Above180.com podcast. Robert, you were you were on the tour back in the, the heyday. We're kind of getting back to that starting in 2019 after a little bit of a lull where you'd have tournaments and, and, and spurts, you could say month, you know, a month of, of major tournaments. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, with the, the things that PBA is doing with, the you know, flow bowling uh, you know, handling the streaming rights, and then also the new move over from ESPN to Fox. I, I'm the Fox thing is the most thing I'm the most excited about. I'm I'm hoping for good things for these guys because there's so many young great bowlers that deserve to have a tour like we had. There, it'll never be what like what we had 36 weeks, you know, and you choose you could bowl 30 or 32 weeks and take a few off and still, you know have a career at, or, you know, do it for a full-time job. I hope these guys get something closer to that. And so I'm most excited about the Fox deal. 
Um, the full flow bowling deal, uh, you know, I love the fact that they've got cameras on almost every pair. I know at the U S open, some of the pairs didn't and the way I'm bold, I'm glad I wish there'd have been less cameras, but, <laughs> but I look forward to flow bowling, flow bowling, continuing to, to improve and get better. All right, Robert, and we ran into each other. You were out here in the in the Phoenix area. You were doing a there was a, a all manufacturers demo day that was held at one of the local centers out in this area. So we had a chance to catch up there. But talk about what you're doing now. Update the listeners on what you are up to these days. You know, after your life after after uh, after bowling and how you're still involved in the sport. Yeah, I uh, you know I, I spent 12 years working as a, uh, a Brunswick rep uh, for the Southwest and. Uh, when Brunswick and KR Strike Force uh, decided to part ways uh, as a partnership, uh, I left and went to KR Strike Force, which I've been there for a little over three years at KR Strike Force. And not only am I in the Southwest, but I cover the Northwest. So I got a, I got a rather large territory that covers from Louisiana, Arkansas, all the way as far as Alaska. Uh, not, not that I'm going to go to Alaska, but I do travel to Seattle and uh, Portland and Boise, Idaho and pretty far stretch so uh and you know we build the bags and and shoes and accessories and we also own on the ball bowling for the custom-made bowling balls and pins um a lot of stuff you know we purchased a couple of years ago uh kr purchased the lens brand uh after 90 something years of being in the business uh jeff lynn the third generation of the lens was ready to get out of the business so we took over that business mostly for rental shoes and house balls so that gave us some business to work with the bowling center, not just the pro shops. So I rep for that also. So we got a lot on our plate. And then, you know, as soon as I, as soon as this happened and I took the job uh, and the Brunswick deal f- fell apart with KR, they signed an eight year deal to make all the products for the EBI brands for Ebonite. So now we make all the bags and accessories and some shoes for hammer, but uh, we make all that stuff for, Ebonite and Columbia 300 and track and hammer. So not only do we have the KR brand, we have all the Ebonite brands and we have lens, we have on the ball and, uh, we have another company called leading edge products. We make, uh, promotional balls and pins and other items for have a ball leagues and stuff like that for bowling center. So a lot on our plate. Yeah. So what do you hear when you go to, when you're traveling and visiting pro shops and bowling centers in your territory? I mean, one of the things, as bowlers, we, I mean, we focus on a lot of things, but there's sometimes focus on the negative things or leagues are down or leagues are up. But what are you hearing when you're traveling to these centers, you know, from either the pro shop operators or even the center managers and owners as far as leagues and, and just the general state of bowling? Well, it's, I think it's kind of finally leveled off at the bottom. I hope this is the bottom, uh, but pro shops, you know, I hear it a lot. Bowler counts down, bowler numbers are down. Um, uh, you know, and for a pro shop, if a bowling center there, says they're doing okay because open play is up and parties are up and stuff like that, that doesn't help the pro shop unless they turn those open bowlers into league bowlers, which not enough of, enough of that's happening. And so, uh, but in general, the good pro shops, they're still doing great. There's their business is good. It's just, uh, some of the smaller guys that aren't keeping up, you know, they're going to try to find something to blame it on. And the, the first, the easiest thing to blame it on is the fact that league bowling is down. And, and I feel for them, you know, I owned a pro shop for 25 years and, uh, in the middle eighties, it was great. I mean, business was great, a lot of bowlers, and we've seen a serious decline 
uh, in the the sanctioned bowler count since then. They say, well, there's still a lot of bowling going on. Well, they're, they're, a lot of it's by the type of customers that aren't going in the pro shop buying product. So it's really rough on them. Robert, I also have to remind folks, please remember, check out BowlingThisMonth.com, Bowling's most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips, BowlingThisMonth.com. You're going to see some great ball reviews up there. They do a great job with the ball reviews. Also some health articles to help keep you in shape. And three keys to bowling's mental game. That's uh, something you're going to want to read as well. Lots of great articles, advice, tips, Tricks of the trade, again, BowlingThisMonth.com, Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource. Check out the website, BowlingThisMonth.com. Also, don't forget to check out H5GBrands.com. You're looking for that bowling shirt. Your team is, maybe you're going to City State Nationals, Open Championships just right around the corner. Please check that out, H5GBrands.com. Use promo code ABOVE180. You'll get $20 off your order. So many great designs, thousands of styles, colors to choose from. I love wearing my jersey when I'm out there competing. Lots of great stuff from H5G Brands. You can check it all out there. These shirts were designed by bowlers, for bowlers. Lots of different options. No hidden artwork fees. Again, remember, use promo code ABOVE180. That'll get you $20 off your next order. You can make these as flashy as you want. Maybe you want to be a Kyle Trooper. Maybe you want to go with that more traditional bowling shirt. But they got anything you're looking to choose from, all different designs, brands, no hidden artwork fees. Again, remember, check all that out, h5gbrands.com. Final question I have for you um, is kind of along those lines, but it's somewhat it's, – it's on – ch- I'm checking out the KR website here. And you guys also do the Twister Pins. Now, they've been the bane to my existence at one center that I used to bowl at. Is there a secret <laughs> to knocking those doggone things down? <laughs> you know, we took over uh, helping with distribution for Twister. They they came to us. They, they're they a real good customer us on the other side of the business with other other things that we do. And they're like, well, um, can y'all help us in the States with the, tw- you know, with the Twister Pin distribution? So we took over trying to help with that also. Um I still think, you know, if the if the conditions are right and you get the right ball in your hand, I don't think it matters what pin is down there on the end of the lane, in my opinion. I've bowled good on twister pins, and I've bowled really bad on twister pins. And the same goes for any other pins. <laughs> I, I think, you know, there's some people that say that they carry better on twister pins. I, You know, I don't understand all of that stuff. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I really don't have a solution to say, ah, uh, <laughs> the twister pins are keeping your scores down. This is what you should do. Or, you know, I really don't have an answer on that. All I know is twister pins last longer than all the other pins. You know, they're, they're very popular in the, in the FEC centers, the family entertainment centers that are more geared towards open play. They like them a lot because they last a long time. They last two or three times longer than a regular pin. But as far as scoring on them, you know, we, we all had our opinion and tried to blame it on twister pins for a little while there. But then I've had more recently seen people that say they love them. <laughs> so. Well, hey, Robert, it was very cool to catch up with you finally on, on a podcast. I know we've we've chatted numerous times just kind of hanging out and such and at, at uh, social functions and events. But I said, we got to get you on a show. And it just so happened <laughs> that it worked out for both of us to get together finally. And, and all the best of luck. And I do hope to run into you down the road. And, you know, I, I, I joke a little bit about the twisters. I don't bowl on them a lot anymore. But um, I know I won't hold you guys over at KR responsible if I if I do leave a few more <laughs> rap tens than normal on those things. Okay. All right. 